Garbanzo Beancast, episode 36. Uh, it has been a couple weeks since the last Beancast. I want to say, oh no, it's been three weeks. Okay, it's been a bit. Um, and with me being in the head office now, there's actually a few things that I can talk about that actually are a little more relevant to a lot of people in the SHL, uh, which I will be discussing in a little bit. Um, First thing is just talking about how I'm not really doing these things every week. I've been anticipating doing them once every two weeks or so, just so that I have fresh material to talk about, and especially during the regular season. There's not a lot to really discuss, because it's just waiting for the standings to kind of bear out and see who's going to go where and what's going to go on with the playoffs and everything like that. Um, towards the end, and in the middle, it's just like you know, you just you see what is going on, you see what the standings are, you see who's doing well, who's not, and you just kind of do your point tasks, and that's about it. Um, but I haven't really been doing that, and the big reason is it's hard to get in front of the microphone and take an hour out of my day just kind of talking about SHL related topics when I don't need the money. I have like 140,000 or 140 million dollars in the bank. So if I didn't do a single podcast for the rest of my time in the SHL, I could probably go through two players from inception to retirement and still have money left over, including buying equipment and doing the weekly training. So that's not even an issue. Or that's not the motivation behind me doing this. And considering that, you know, you, you don't get a lot of people listening into these podcasts generally. I mean, I'm sure you could get maybe a maximum of 10 people. So it's not like this is something where I'm like reaching out to a very wide audience and being like, wow, I'm making a difference in the SHL community. So it's that's not really a motivation. It's just kind of something that I think most podcasters enjoy doing for the most part. And they enjoy talking about issues, hearing what other people have to say about issues. And the, that's where I think the community has kind of gone on to, to do for the, most of these years that I've been on the site. And lately it's just been kind of just like, do I really need to spend an hour plus editing to do this? Or is this just something I can wait until another week or whatever? And most weeks it's been like, yeah, not this week. And I'm trying to get a little bit more motivated on this, but there's just a lot of other stuff on my plate that I'm trying to take care of. But another real life news with me, I saw Zombieland Double Tap today, and it was good. It was basically what you'd expect from a sequel that um, is following up on a movie that kind of as a one-off, has all the charm in the world. When you take a movie that by itself is perfectly fine and 
nobody really needed a second movie. It's it's hard to really be anything better than good enough. So the fact that it was good enough and it, it gave me laughs, it had some had some decent good acting. I mean, all the actors are established actors except for um, at least ex- well known established actors except for the the younger girl who is been in some stuff, but she's not a name like you know Emma Stone or um, Jesse Eisenberg or uh, Woody Harrelson or you know. Uh, whoever the guy is in in uh, Silicon Valley, that show. <clears throat> um, but yeah, it was it was good. There was some good stuff, and there's really that's all you could ask for. It wasn't anything that was like wow. It's like it's not like Terminator Two, to where it's like wow, it totally took the series on its head. It's just yeah, you know, you did an extra thing and great. I hope they don't do a third one because with the way it ended, I don't see how you can do a third one and really have it not be terrible. So. But if you haven't seen it, and if you enjoyed the original Zombieland, I think you will enjoy this one, because it kind of plays to that same audience, just, you know, in a different way uh, in the end. Now, other than that, I know Bonk had a question about head office stuff, which I will be getting to momentarily. If you're hearing Crackling, that's my cat that we bought this new toy that is basically just like a, a bag that crinkles, and he's seeming to enjoy it very much. My cat enjoys laying on plastic bags and things that make noise, so I don't know why, but that's just what he enjoys. So, first thing I'll talk about what the head office is looking into right now. I'll try to be a little vague with specific things when it comes to punishments. We're dealing with one small, very small roster issue with one team that really isn't affecting anything and it really had no bearing on the sim so it's just kind of like are we gonna find are we gonna you know what are we gonna do and it's it's so minor that it's like you know not even anything that we're really worried about um and then the second thing that we're looking at is something that was brought up by wannabe finn in the gm discord as well as on the site we are looking into inactive free agent bidding and for those of you who don't know or don't care, or at least up until this point, the current IFA system is you sign an unrestricted or an inactive free agent to whatever their last contract was. So if they're getting paid $10 million in their previous contract before they went inactive, you pay them that much for, I think it's like a year or whatever. And a lot of GMs are like, well, this kind of sucks because there's a lot of people who are on high contracts that you know, could be on a roster and make rosters a little bit better. So why don't we do a bidding system? And so now we're looking into that and we're seeing, you know, what would the system be? How are we going to implement it? And there's been some discussion. Hopefully it's going to pick up a little bit more uh, tomorrow and towards the beginning of next week. And we'll hopefully get something out. I don't know what the timeline is because, you know, just don't know the timeline. But that's currently what we're worrying about at the moment. Now, this is at least a week old. It might be a couple weeks old, but there is the issue of the Buffalo, Calgary, Texas issues that everybody's been freaking out about. And I've tried to be as transparent as possible in those punishment threads, and I haven't really been getting much feedback on if they agree with me or disagree or whatever. So it's like, 
I can see why head office is never transparent because they get nothing from the membership base. But, oh, geez. I've said my piece on most of the stuff, but there was one issue with a player, Shooter McGavin, who had an issue with him not regressing and the updater getting punished for that issue in Calgary not getting punished for McGavin's mistake. I understand if you're not 100% sure on all the details why that seems iffy and why it seems like Calgary's getting a free pass, but from the receipts that I got in Discord and from what I've stated and told many people, especially people in the podcast thread, because I feel like you know they can understand where I'm coming from and not just start you know blurting it out everywhere, um, the... Regression was done incorrectly. There was a there were broken links in the new update. The regression was done in a separate post, and so the updater rejected it. The updater made it, updater made it clear to the general managers that they were rejected and they still needed to do their regression. So from that point, everything was being done correctly. It was on the GMs to make a decision and to either punish the GMs and the player for not being regressed or. Um, move it to the updater to um, rectify in whatever way they they feasibly could. And what we decided, or at least not what we decided because I was not in the head office, what had been decided was that because the updates were in separate sections, the regression could be tackled separately and then they would reject the rest of the update. That way the player would be eligible to play for the next season, but they wouldn't be updated with all the other stuff. That way... It gets done. We don't have to worry about, you know, the GM's dealing with it. And we can move on. Updater never did that. And the updater was directed specifically to handle the regression port part of it. So on that, at that point, it was on the updater to do the finish the job, which they, they did not do. Which was why the updaters were fined and punished for not following through with a directive that was part of their scope of work. And that is why McGavin was not punished, because at that point, we handled McGavin. McGavin did not do their update correctly, but the regression was correct, so we decided to let them, you know, go through with that, that's fine, and then have the updater handle it, and they did not. So, that was why McGavin was not punished, and that is why the updaters were punished. And I understand why uh, Luffy was frustrated with that. But he was directed, and whether he didn't see it, or he forgot about it, or whatever it is, you know, needed to be punished because he was directed specifically to do that, and it did not get done. Hopefully that explains everything. Hopefully there are no huge questions regarding that from the head office side, and we can move on from that and find some new drama to talk about in a couple weeks once the offseason rolls around. As far as the regular season, I'll talk about this quick. I'm just going to talk about my Los Angeles Panthers. Actually, just talk about the current playoff race. The season ends Sunday, which is either today when you listen, or yesterday, or a few days ago, or tonight if you're listening to it right now at you know 12 o'clock in the morning. I'm sorry, the 20. Did I say that? No, it doesn't matter. Panthers and the Jets are currently within one point of each other. The Los Angeles Panthers had a huge losing streak. They lost nine games in a row in the middle of the season. Went from, like, second place in the West to last place. 
Since then, they've been winning games on a very consistent basis. And in their last 10, they've been gone 8-2. and two. Winnipeg went all in. They were doing well. They were pretty much consistent, I think, in the playoff spot. Or in a playoff spot. And then things just stopped going well for them. And right now, they have gone 2-5-3 and three in their last 10. And have surrendered a playoff spot to the Los Angeles Panthers, who have 49 points in 48 games. So at this point in time... Panthers have 49 points. Jets have 48 points with 49 games played. So the Panthers in the next two games have to earn one point to clinch a playoff spot. The Jets have to win their game, whether it's by overtime, shootout, regular regulation, and Los Angeles has to lose both of their games in regulation to make the playoffs. So right now, Los Angeles is in a good spot to make the playoffs, and I think they have what it takes to do it, especially since Los Angeles has, I think, Minnesota and Chicago to play, while Winnipeg has only has Chicago to play. So LA's in a good spot, and it's all basically all the cards are in LA's hand right now to take the playoff spot from Winnipeg. And in the East, we have two teams that are yet to determine the last playoff spot in the Eastern Conference. Toronto North Stars and the West Kendall Platoon, both with 49 games played, both with 52 points. The only problem is for the West Kendall Platoon, they do not own the tiebreaker. They have fewer wins, and they have fewer regulation and overtime wins. So if both teams lose their last game, or both teams win, or both teams lose in an overtime or shootout, or both teams win in overtime or shootout. Regardless of that situation, Toronto will have the tiebreaker. So it kind of is up to this last game for each of them. If West Kendall wins and Toronto loses, they're in. If Toronto wins and West Kendall loses, they're in. If they both get the same number of points, Toronto's in, you know, you get the drill. But it's definitely going to be a nerve-wracking final sim for these four teams. And it'll be interesting to see how things go. I think Los Angeles has it, and I think that Toronto will sneak in with that last spot. I think Wes Kendall has been kind of hit or miss this season, and it's going to be hard for them to overcome that tiebreaker, in my opinion. I'm going to try to keep this short, so we're just going to go right to questions. And I only got a few questions that were for a while. Actually, no, here we go. Wait a minute. Okay, I already answered those questions, so I just got to answer these two questions from uh, Wasty and Bonk. Wasty, hello, Wasty. He says, hi, Argar. Uh, he asks, have you ever been to California? Uh, I have not been to California. I actually have two cousins who live in the Bay Area, I believe. Is it the Bay Area? Is it near? It's near San Francisco, I think. They live close to, or maybe it's near Anaheim. They live in California. And they both are um, in one. I think one of them is married. The other one's like in a common law marriage type of thing. And one of them has three kids. One of them has another kid. Um, and so, and they're in their like mid to late thirties. But they're doing well in California. Have not visited them once. I intend to go to California at some point. Me and uh, the misses are going to, throughout the course of our marriage, go to each individual 
hockey teams or NHL teams home rink and watch a game there. We're going to Nashville in November. I have not gotten tickets for the Nashville-Chicago game that weekend, but I intend to go to the rink and have us go to the game. So that'll be one down. Well, two down because we have... Or three down because we have Detroit, which I've been to many games, Toronto, which I went to a game a few years ago, and then we'll have Nashville. And so California will be having to go there three times. Anaheim, Los Angeles, or San Jose, and and Los Angeles. The way. But no, I've not been there. Then he asks, what makes you happy besides peanut butter? Uh, The Sim League's fun. I enjoy playing ice hockey in real life, even though it's just beer league and, you know, doesn't matter anymore. It's no longer the competitive aspect of hockey. I also enjoy playing games. I enjoy doing board games. I enjoy going to see interesting movies. And other than that, oh, what's a hobby that's... I know there's some hobby that I used to do. It's one thing I want to kind of get back into is model making. It's always fun doing models. Like, when I was a kid, I did Legos, and that was a lot of fun, and models are kind of like the, the adult's Lego, in a sense, just with painting and it's a little bit more complicated in some, with some models, but those are kind of the things that make me happy. Uh, also, when people are good to one another, it makes me very, very happy. And the last question is, do you like college football? Eh, I, I, I enjoy college football, depending on the scenario. Uh, my sister went to Michigan State, and so I follow Michigan State a little bit. I, at least I used to follow them a lot more when they were competitive. Right now they're terrible because... Uh, Mark D'Antonio is very loyal to his coordinators and his assistant coaches, so because of that, they're kind of in the Stone Age, especially with the offensive scheme, and they just can't seem to win games at all, and I don't understand why D'Antonio doesn't think that that's a problem and he can't change it, especially considering they've been so competitive those last few years. I mean, they were they had Michigan's number like consistently for many years, and then just they threw it all away. And it'll be interesting to see who wins the Michigan-Michigan State game because both teams are kind of bad, but Michigan State is like really bad. Um, but the missus actually was um, raised in Oklahoma, so she became a big Boomer Sooner fan, and so I kind of follow the the Sooners. Off and on. I definitely watch the Oklahoma-Texas game every single year because it's a lot of fun, and I, we both do not like Texas, so it's en- it's enjoyable to see Oklahoma beat them. And it's funny you, you mentioned college football because we we didn't see the Oklahoma-Kansas um, City State or Kansas State game, which Oklahoma was a heavy favorite, and they lost 48-41, to which is classic Oklahoma football with high offense and also terrible defense. But... Those are the teams that I kind of follow. I hate U of M. I hate Ohio State. Because I hate Ohio. Everybody hates Ohio. But yeah, that's about it. I don't I don't watch like the football playoffs. Like when Alabama and Clemson and Auburn and like LSU are basically the front runners every year. It's like, what's the point? But thank you, Wasty, for the questions. This is going to be a very, very short one. We're not even 20 minutes in. Just, this is going to be just like a little short little cast. Um... Uh, but, you know, it's like, hey, touch and base. This will be a short one, and you can listen to this when you're on your lunch break or whatever, and then move on with your day. We have Bonk, who asks, What are your thoughts on Visser's retirement? 
Yes, this was one that I'm very surprised at because I was anticipating Jason Visser breaking the point scoring record. He has like 39 points. Uh, Where is he at? Let's take a look here, shall we? He has 41 points in 49 games as a season 31 player in season 50. That's absolutely nuts. So that right now will put his total at 936 in 949 games, which is unfreaking heard of. That is the greatest point per game average for players who have played 900 or more games, which I cannot even fathom how incredible that is. But based on that, he would be 30 or so points away, or like a little under 40 points away from Garbanzo's points, and he would have done it in probably 200 fewer games, which is nuts to think about. Like, that's how incredible Visser's been as a a player. And then he definitely would have beaten Asa and uh, and Rikinen's record of 1,063 points. And he would have done that probably in 200 fewer games if he had stayed around. But I don't know exactly what happened, but yeah, he's he's done, and I am very, very sad. I'm kind of, it's like, sure, I'm glad that he, you know, didn't break Garbanzo's record and bring him out of the top three, but I did not think that Enriquez's record was ever going to be broken. I thought that because of the advantages that Enrique and Erickson myself enjoyed that nobody could ever pass us in point total. And the fact that Visser could have would have been a huge mind effort just to see that happen. And it's unfortunate that he cut it short because I would have given him all the credit. But he's definitely going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer and it's going to be pretty awesome to you know, immortalize him in that way, which I said in his retirement thread. But without knowing many of the details, I can't really say much about it. I'm sure, Bonk, you have probably a better relationship with him since Big Manius played with Visser. Uh, when did Big Manius... Big Manius was like a 20-something era. Season 23? Or season 24? I have no idea. I can't tell. By your thing, whatever. <clears throat> But yeah, I'd be interested to hear, like, you know, why he decided to stop sticking with it. Because even if he didn't, like, update again, he could probably still break the record. Oh, well. Uh, Next question is, this season is basically over. Who is winning the cup? That's an interesting one. I think that the teams that I would... Assuming that the standings are set in stone and then Los Angeles and Toronto will keep their hold on the wild card position. I think Toronto and LA will be knocked out probably in the first round. I actually do think that Toronto has a chance to beat Manhattan if they face off against each other. I think that Calgary is Calgary and because LA doesn't get any breaks these days, uh, Calgary will beat Los Angeles in some kind of weird way, whether it's like overtime in game seven or like a four game sweep where Los Angeles like outshoots them every game or something. 
I, I think that San Francisco, I don't know. It's like their season's like too good to be true. This is one of the ones where they're going to lose in like the, the Challenge Cup Finals. So I think San Francisco's out. I think Tampa Bay is out. Was a team that they got to kind of prove to me that they're a contending team. I think... So between them, we have Edmonton, New Orleans, Calgary. Actually, I think Calgary's out. Sorry, I just... Maybe that's just me being biased against Calgary because I'm from Los Angeles in this, but I think they'll lose to San Francisco and San Francisco will make the, the final. So I'd say Edmonton and New Orleans are out. I think... So between Hamilton, Buffalo, and Manhattan... I don't think Buffalo is going to be going to win. I think just you know they've had their success, so now it's somebody else's turn. So between Hamilton and Manhattan, you know what? I I, I think Hamilton will win the cup. I'm not basing this on anything. I'm just basing this on gut feeling. They have solid goals for and goals against. Their their differential is okay, but you know it's something that like you know I think they can expect that to continue. As opposed to like Tampa Bay with 175 goals for, and New Orleans with 187 goals for, I don't think that'll continue throughout the playoffs. Uh, but that's I'm locking in right now. Hamilton will win the cup, and I will be proven right. And you can call me um, Nostradamus right now, since that's that's just the way it's going to be. But. Um, then your last question was, how is HO head office treating you? I guess I can answer this one because I didn't really address this. I addressed kind of the things we're talking about. Um, jumping into the head office when there was like all this issue with problematic regression where I had no context really to, to go off of, um, hasn't been great. It's been, I can see why Slappy and Evans left because it, it was a nightmare having to deal with this and having wannabe Finn just throwing shit out in public, like, hey, head office, you guys suck. This is a problem. Why is it being dressed? Like, shut the fuck up. Seriously. Like, just relax. And then getting him, like, shitting on head office because, oh, you know, oh, we gotta get paid. Also, this thing and this thing. It's like, and he's like, oh, I went through the proper channels and nobody answered me. It's like, nobody contacted me. Like, I, I'd been in the hot office for a week. You didn't contact me once. And I didn't see anything that indicated that you would talk to anybody else. It's like, be less, be more of a dick about it. It's like no wonder head office is like super, super sensitive because people like want to be Finn and even myself to a degree, like shit on head office. It's like, God damn. And then we had the thing with Buffalo because Buffalo was doing their regression where they were circumventing. But, and the only reason we found out about that because somebody decided to be, you know, a little bit Boy Scout and be, hey, 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 they're breaking the rules. Come on, come on, let's go. And it's just like, Listen, man, like, just please settle down. Like, we got your first thing, just let us handle it. And But it's just, there's this, like, thing between Buffalo and Calgary, and I cannot understand, like, why this came to be and why these two teams, like, just have it out for each other now, or at least users on each team. But it's just, like, it's not enjoyable, and it does not put either team in a good light when we have this kind of stuff. And I'm not saying that everybody on Buffalo and everybody on Calgary is at each other's throats here, but it's just... When you represent your team and you're a vocal member of that team, 
it looks bad on the whole team. And I'm sure I look bad on I've looked bad on Minnesota for many years for the shit that I've said. You know, I get it, but that's just kind of my rant. But right now we're kind of well, the drama has passed and we're moving on and I gotta get we gotta get this logo stuff talked about because I know we had the logo contest and I know there's been they had to extend the deadline because only two people submitted logos for this one. And it's just well, you gotta just keep people on your, you know, keep people talking about it. Because if somebody doesn't talk about it, then nobody talks about it. But <clears throat> so yeah, uh, this is this is a short one. I'm not gonna extend this out too much. Just gonna relax and enjoy my Saturday or my the rest of my Saturday, even though it's technically Sunday now. But I hope everybody's having an enjoyable fall. And for those of you who are in the playoffs, good luck. For those of you who are not. I wish you the best of luck in the draft and making players and teams that will contend for a Challenge Cup in the future. I may be doing a cast next week discussing whether LA is in, in the next round or even in the playoffs at all. Uh, if not, then I might have to wait a little bit. But until then, we'll see you next time. Bye.